Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Monday, February 26th. In today's news, North Korean leaders say they're willing to talk with the United States. America finishes the Olympics with way fewer medals than expected. And Republicans call on the sheriff in Parkland, Florida to step down. But first, the big idea. A spike in support for stricter gun laws is a testament to the power and possibility of presidential leadership. New polls show surprising shifts since the massacre in Florida, challenging the cynicism of critics who have resigned themselves to inaction after mass shootings. A CNN poll published Sunday finds that 70% of Americans now back tougher gun laws. That's up from 52% last October after that shooting in Las Vegas. Republicans account for a sizable chunk of this movement. After 58 people were murdered during a country music concert, only 30% of GOP voters favored stricter gun laws. After 17 were killed at the high school in Parkland, it's 49%. That means one in five Republicans who opposed gun laws after the Las Vegas massacre now support them. There are very similar figures in a USA Today Suffolk University poll that was also released Monday morning. President Trump opposed any changes to gun laws four months ago, but he's been vocal for the past week that Congress needs to act this time. To the chagrin of the NRA, he's been pushing for better background checks and to raise the minimum age from 18 to 21 to buy an assault-style rifle. There are many reasons to doubt that the president has the will or the backbone to prod the GOP-controlled Congress to follow through on this. It's also not clear that he wants to really battle with his patrons in the gun lobby. But his rhetoric is undeniably moving public opinion. That shows the enduring potency of the presidential bully pulpit, even when the president's unpopular, and it spotlights the tribalism that has become so endemic in American politics. More importantly, though, it demonstrates that true leadership can move the needle. The last time a CNN poll showed this level of support for stricter gun laws was 1993. That was the year the Brady Bill passed. The Brady Bill, which established the federal background check system, was named for former White House Press Secretary Jim Brady, who was wounded during the 1981 assassination attempt against Ronald Reagan. A key reason that the Brady Bill was able to pass was because Reagan endorsed it. The same was true a year later of the assault weapons ban. Reagan endorsed that measure in an open letter to Congress that was co-signed by Gerald Ford and Jimmy Carter. The three former presidents wrote, quote, we can dry up the supply of these guns, making them less accessible to criminals. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, Republican state lawmakers are pushing Florida Governor Rick Scott to suspend Broward County Sheriff Scott Israel. They're accusing the sheriff of, quote, incompetence and neglect of duty in the lead up to the Parkland shooting. Israel is a Democrat who was re-elected in 2016. He's facing mounting criticism after saying that his agency stumbled repeatedly in its handling of red flags around the accused gunman, but that he shouldn't be held personally responsible. Israel also won't take responsibility for his deputies who remained outside the school while the shooting occurred despite the fact that they were armed. The Florida Department of Law Enforcement will launch a full investigation into the law enforcement response generally to the shooting at Governor Scott's request. 
how the Broward deputies behaved will be part of that. Number two, North Korea's chief representatives at the Olympics closing ceremony told South Korean President Moon Jae-in on Sunday that Pyongyang is open to dialogue with Washington. This is the first sign of willingness to talk from North Korea in years. It comes as the Trump administration has been signaling an openness to talk, but with preconditions. The statement, which was released by the South Korean government after meeting with the North Korean envoy, didn't mention the North's nuclear program or whether the dialogue would be about denuclearization. North Korea has previously insisted that its nuclear weapons are not up for discussion, but any diplomatic gains will be hard won, if they're won at all. North Korea, at the same time that South Korea was issuing that statement, separately issued a long tirade against Trump after the White House announced another wave of potentially crippling sanctions. Number three, Team USA fell disappointingly short of our own expectations at the Winter Games, winning just 23 medals, the fewest since 1998. The U.S. Olympic Committee privately expected to hit a minimum of 25 medals, their target was 37 medals, and the best-case scenario in their internal projection was 59 medals. Still, whether or not the Olympics were a success for the U.S. depends on your measuring stick. This year, we saw historic accomplishments from our athletes. Chloe Kim became the first woman to land consecutive 1080s in the halfpipe. The women's hockey team beat rival Canada to win the gold. And the U.S. curling team won our first ever gold in that event. It's also the first time in 20 years that American women brought in more medals than men, even though the men outnumbered the women. And that's The Daily 202 for Monday, February 26th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Hillman. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Hi, I'm Mike Rosenwald. If you're looking for something new to add to your morning routine, try Retropod. Every weekday morning, we'll explore a story about a surprising moment in history. To learn how to listen on your Amazon Echo, Google Home, or your favorite podcast player, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod.